This is Fire Rescue One Side Alpha Podcast, putting fire service leaders in front of hot topics facing firefighters today. Now here's the executive editor of FireRescueOne.com and FireChief.com, Chief Mark Bashore. Welcome to this edition of Side Alpha Podcast. Uh, this is Mark Bashore. I'm joined today with Jimmy Pryboy. Is a volunteer firefighter from the Turkey Creek Fire Rescue in Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina. Uh, he served with the department for three and a half years, and as we were just talking a little bit, also uh, his wife is now a volunteer firefighter. Um, very nobly, Jimmy is also an active duty Marine uh, where he has been for 19 years. Jimmy, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Chief, thank you very much for having me. So, Jimmy, you've been in the Marines for 19 years and um, in three and a half years ago decided to join the Volunteer Fire Department. Can you talk about that military uh, and fire service career and just uh, talk about the relationship of the Marines and the fire service and, and how the synergy works there? Well, definitely. So so prior to the Marine Corps, I had been a volunteer firefighter up in New York and uh, obviously joined the Marine Corps and and couldn't do it anymore. So um as my career progressed and I got to a point um, in my career, uh, not just work with the Marine Corps, but in personal life, um, I had the time to be able to commit the, the effort to it. Um, I joined yeah, three and a half years ago. Um, down here at Camp Lejeune, there's a lot of volunteer fire formants that ring the base, and there's, believe it or not, actually a lot of active duty firemen, uh, active duty Marines and sailors that have joined their, their local fire departments down here. So um it worked out great uh it's been a good time i haven't uh had to deploy the past few years uh so i haven't had to miss any significant time from the department whether it's training or responding to alarms or anything like that yeah yeah that's that's fantastic and you know we see the obvious uh parallels of the military service and the paramilitary structure that's in most fire departments so i'm i'm sure there is uh, a great connection there, especially with other military folks in the fire department. But for you specifically, what drew you to being a volunteer? What what made you decide one day, you know what, I? not only did you decide one day that you wanted to be a volunteer, but you went off to the military and then decided again to come back and be a volunteer. What was it that drove you to be a volunteer? So, so actually, I, I think uh, the moment I was born, um, Believe it or not, so my uh, yeah, my father joined in uh, back in '68 um, when he got out of the service, and so I'm I'm saying probably two days after I was born, I was at the firehouse. Um, my older brother was doing it um, as well, and you know the, the the family that comes with being in the fire department. Um, that's how I grew up. Um, whether it was a holiday, Memorial Days, Fourth of July's, birthdays, weddings. Unfortunately, funerals, you know, everything revolved around the fire department. So that's just how I grew up. And um, when I turned 13, I was able to become a cadet. And then at 17, I was able to be a full member. Um, you know, one of the cool things about growing up on Long Island, it's probably got like the largest uh, volunteer firefighting um, population in the world. And then you're under the shadows of the FDMY. So you're learning from, you know, th- those those big city heroes and stuff like that. And it was just something I always wanted to do. So, you know, um, like I said, like, I think I was just bored into it. Um, joined, joined the Marine Corps. And, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I, I was able to just find that comfortable zone in my, my life. Um, where kids were a little bit older 
and I could devote the time to the fire department um, and still be, you know, a good good father and husband and, and still be a good Marine. So uh, just fortunate that things lined up the right way, and um, I never lost a desire or passion while I was uh, away from the fire department, and it was just something I just always wanted to get back into. So, right. yeah. yeah, being I- here has just been uh, a blessing. A lot of good uh, opportunity, you're right, in Long Island and in the entirety of the Northeast, lots and lots of fire departments. And you know, just extending, extending that down the coast to, to North Carolina, um, another great place with a lot of history in the fire service. So it's great to see you uh, not only uh, join at the age of 13, but then stick with it and uh, come back to serve your community uh, there near Camp Lejeune. So um, I really appreciate that uh, on behalf of all of our listeners. You know, recently you wrote an article uh, that we published and it's uh, titled, I am your local volunteer firefighter. It was a, it was a really poignant and honest look at uh, what could be a typical day uh, in a volunteer firefighter's life. And when you start reading it, uh, it really does. Uh, the passion in your soul really comes out in the writing. And I, I strongly encourage others, if they have not had the opportunity to read the article yet, uh, to please look it up on Fire Rescue One. It, uh, it's really a phenomenal look. It covers uh, some painful emotions and uh, it, it talks about uh, that the destructive nature of the, the fire and of this business, but also about the joys of being um, a volunteer. Can you talk a little bit about why you wrote that? I mean, was there something that happened or was it just you were inspired to write? What what was it that drove you to write that article and such a poignant piece that uh, that we ran? Well, so first off, thank you so much for that. Um, it was never my intent when I wrote it to, to have it be something like this. Um, so we had we had got toned out to a to a call, um, an alarm for a structure fire. Um, I want to say it was around 2100 at night, and we responded. There was four of us on the truck. Um, believe it or not, being in military town, Marine Corps town, there was a Marine driving, a Marine who just got out of the service, um, riding in the officer seat, and then there was myself and my wife, also a former Marine, in the back. And we had been discussing on the ride there just how wild, like, that moment had been and uh you know we had had a our spat of false alarms recently so i don't want to say like complacency was taken over but we kind of had this like just this uh calm feeling to ourselves as we were approaching and uh we turned the corner and it was bright as day so immediately everybody kicks into gear we start doing um you know everything we had to do we deployed the lines got a quick size up making sure that there was um, nobody in or near the fire. Everything just like kind of worked like clockwork. The way that you train and you hope that things can happen in an unfortunate situation, um, it was like it was like watching the ballet. Like just everybody moved. They knew what they had to do. There was very little direction because not a lot of direction was needed. Um, the second new truck came in, it it laid its uh, supply line into us, and things just worked out very well. Um, we got done. We cleaned up. Thankfully, no loss of life, no personal injuries or anything like that. It was a trailer. It, it, it was beyond um, repair. So needless to say, we get done, we pack up, we go back to the station, we clean some hose, um, 
do all that the housekeeping stuff at the end of a fire and uh we're driving home and me and my wife just looked at each other like wow like we just we just left our kids at home and we went and fought a fire and it was it was pretty emotional on our end yeah. so uh and you know we went over we critiqued each other talked about things we could have done better could have done you know um maybe not just better but the good things that we did to make sure that we do those later um and then the next day we saw some things on facebook um and everybody does in today's day and age sometimes uh it may sound kind of rude but like the uneducated about how the fire service works and everything that goes into you know responding to an alarm and actually putting out a fire or um developing like a size up on a car accident whatever it may be so a lot of negative comments a lot of great comments as well on this facebook page and uh it just started really like wow like they don't understand like really everything that goes into this and i just i guess put things on paper um and just to try and get a release without responding on social media and uh and keeping it like kind of like to myself Originally, it was named uh, Jessica, my wife, uh, because she felt it a little bit more than I did, um, this being her first fire. Um, and, yeah, we just, like I had told uh, Fire Rescue, it was just something I felt that, like, maybe other people felt this way. And, you know, sometimes writing just, it allows me the um, the expression safely and uh, healthy way of, of releasing emotions and uh that's really where all where it came from just yeah. there was so much happiness in in a in a situation um that you know having it torn down at the same time um in an unfortunate situation as well that right. it just felt like it needed to come out and that's just what, yeah. how it all worked out well, i think you connected uh with a lot of our people um at a at a very personal level um, it, you know, I know sometimes when we write, uh, we don't think in terms of reaching people's soul, but as simple as you feel that that was, I think you reached into some people's soul and, um, made a connection with them. And I think, you know, you talked about a couple things there, social media, and, uh, you talked really about mental health. And I think, uh, those, are two things that are not, um, those are two things that are not synonymous with each other, but they are two things that have high impact um, on, can on each other. And uh, using social media as an outlet in a positive sense is something we don't see a lot of. So it's definitely good that uh, you were able to channel that um feeling that you needed to get it out and speak about it positively through social media. And that, that leads me to um, have a little bit of a discussion about uh, mental health services for volunteer firefighters. What do you think about the state of mental health services for volunteer firefighters? Is Are we where we need to be or where do we need to be? So great question. Um, I think as far as like everything that I know about it, like within uh, my realm down here um, and, and some other places, just reading online to different departments and, and different firefighter forums, 
I definitely think we're not where we need to be. Um, you know, as, as society changes, um, so does the military. And then when I think about that, well, so does, so does the fire service. And we're, we're at a time now, I think, that um, those services should be readily available. Um, I think we could do a better job in the departments of, you know, really truly investing in our, in our staff. You know, we do a lot of investments in our gear and, and trucks and, and our departments themselves, but um, this is one of those investments in, uh, in personnel that I think the culture needs to change. Um, it's very simple. Uh, you know, a, a firefighter gets injured, gets burned, breaks a hand, um, sprains an ankle. Um, we go to the hospital. But when we feel emotional distress inside, um, the fire service is a very A-type personality kind of service and uh, very, a lot of bravado that when people talk about mental health, they think that, you know, you're weak. And it's, uh, it's not because everybody does it, just everybody's silent about it. So I think, you know, trying to change that culture, trying to, like, educate the educators on the, the need for it and then somehow trying to find a way to, to fund that in order to help provide those services to volunteers um, would definitely make things a lot better. So can you, can you think specifically what things we need to do better and what is it that we would need to fund? You know, really just investment in the firefighters. Um, you know, like I said, growing up, I, I, it was a family-oriented, um, family-started business for us um, to join. And, you know, I came down here, it's, it's still family-driven. Um, old-timers yeah. and families that have been around forever. So there's, I think there's just that, that culture. This is the way we've always done it. And so we need people from, you know, whether it's at the national level or the state level, to really um, start pushing that the, the mental health of firefighters is, is at the front. And whether it is uh, locally funded through taxpayer dollars, um, a realignment of funds, um, or getting the right mental health professionals um, into those county public safety organizations that are there for the firefighters. Um, you know, we, we see it now more so in the military that they are starting to um, really put that um, as one of the main focus of effort. And uh, I think we could do the same thing when it comes to volunteer firefighters. And as the volunteers start seeing those people come in um, to provide the help and that they're there for the, for the greater good, I think you'll see that people will start utilizing those um, avenues of of bettering themselves a lot more than we do now. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, we need to do a better job, uh, whether it's paid or volunteer, we, we need to do a better job of talking about mental health. And we, you know, we have begun that with a lot of the national uh, organizations and the different groups that have programs that are out there and uh, getting people to realize that uh, it's not just about physical strength. Uh, you know, I, I tend to talk about, physical strength, moral focus, and mental stability um, as a triad that you need to be able to effectively do this job and cope with what you see and do every day. So definitely I uh, appreciate uh, the need and I appreciate you speaking out to that need and both in writing and, um, and here with us. So you mentioned that um, you've got a lot of family in the volunteer fire service down there, a lot of uh, generations of families that have been in the fire service. And, you know, we hear the drumbeat of bad news every day that uh, volunteerism is down 
in um, in the United States. And we know that uh, that's a fact in a lot of places. And uh, we know that a lot of departments are scrambling uh, to not only attract new members, but, but keep the ones that they have. So do you have any advice um, either for departments or for prospective members or people that might be thinking about volunteering with their local fire department? Any advice for the departments and for those people that are coming into those environments? So, um, great question. We, you know, we've uh, we've talked about that a lot in our department ourselves, um, just in, in the coffee room, and it's one of those things where I feel that a lot of departments do a sink or swim. Um, you know, not not saying it's clicky, but you've had people that have been members for so long; they've they've developed. This, this unit cohesion and here's somebody off the street that's never done it before and there's still part of that old school mentality of sink or swim and although that could that could have worked back in the 60s 70s and 80s um, today that's not it somebody wants to feel welcomed and I think that we have to do a better job of investing in new members um, because it's not just recruitment it's retention as well so bringing them on and really educating them on what they're going to be doing because a lot of people, I think, are afraid to join the fire department because they think that, you know, tomorrow they're going to rappel out of the third-story window trying to save a family of four out of a burning building when, uh, you know, that's not necessarily the case. You know, there's there's a lot to do on the fire ground that, you know, people could still help out um, and not place themselves in danger if that's, like, one of the reasons that they don't want to do it. So uh, I think initially for the departments, it's really investing in those new people, really putting out there that they want to do a recruitment. Because, um, like you said, volunteerism is down. And personally, when I drive around the country in certain places that I go for work and other things, I don't see a lot of recruitment going on. You know, we, we talk about it, but are we doing ourselves a disservice by only talking about it and not actually doing anything to try and fix the situation? Mm -hmm. um, so I think we're our own worst enemy in that aspect. Um, and then for new people, it's just come in with an open mind and understand that no matter what you do in the fire service, there's there's a job for anybody. Um, it's not everything that you see on TV. Um, it is great to be able to give back to folks um, in their worst times. Um, and it's the, it's the matter of, do you have the commitment? Do you have the ability to, to provide that, that time for training and, uh, you know, riding a shift or, or responding in the middle of the night? Um, there's actually a lot of good that comes out of it. And, uh, really just educating the public on what we do, I think would do, do pretty well for, for new members. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. Uh, I think a lot of times some of that bravado of what we see on TV, while it attracts some people, it scares others off. And uh, it's a great point that there are lots of things to do for the fire department uh, that don't even have to do with the fire ground. Uh, we, you know, on the volunteer side of the house, we certainly, could use people to help with uh, financial um, recording, with uh, the administrative side of what needs to happen, filling out reports and uh, doing paperwork and helping people with risk management and all of the different things that go into running any business. Uh, that's you know, it's a great point. Is there's a lot more to do than just repelling out the window to save that family. Uh, there are, uh, it's a, a complete support mechanism. And, you know, you've demonstrated in your life uh, that uh, desire to serve and, and that, you know, that's the other side of 
the coin, it's okay if you're not cut out to do this. Uh, we're not trying to pressure anybody to be a volunteer that doesn't want to or to be a paid person that doesn't want to. But for those that want to give back and uh, feel that they have uh, something extra to give, uh, you know, this is a great way for them to give back to their community. And I applaud you and your wife uh, for volunteering uh, in your community and and for continuing also to uh, be a member of uh, our Marines and keeping us safe, not only at your local level, uh, but uh, the homeland and abroad as well. Uh, Jimmy, I appreciate you joining us today. I don't want to keep you uh, any longer. Uh, I'm sure you have a lot to do at home and uh, there at the base and at the fire department. So I thank you for joining us today. And I thank our listeners for listening to this edition of Side Alpha Podcast. Keep safe, stay smart, and we'll talk to you next time on Side Alpha Podcast.